0: full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and excited as always to be back here season two in 2023 here on bizradio.us. I Always want to thank all the listeners. Uh, Where our new goal since we hit fifteen hundred downloads is trying to get two thousand downloads before we hit season three in the fall. So please, please, please continue supporting. But today we have a great show for you guys. I have one for the fourth time. One of my best friends, that's more of like a sister than a friend, and this guest, as you guys know, you'll probably take a guess of who this is, is a Brooklyn, New York native that relocated and currently lives in in Greenville, South Carolina. She is the Chief Operating Officer of Cassie Electric, which is an understatement. She's also the HR manager. She's the (laughs) logistics manager. She's the fixed asset manager. Um, But this is a family-owned business um, owned by her mother, master electrician Cassandra Cassie Brayboy. Services offered by Cassie Electric include installation of repair lighting, new ceiling fans, overhead lighting, smoke and carbon monoxide detectors, and so much more. So without further ado, today's guest is my sister, Ebony Sullivan. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You always make me sound so important. (laughs) (laughs) Because you are. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: Thank you for Absolutely. Thank you for stepping in. Ebony is always my go-to. I'm like, Okay, I've taken a break. I got to get a show up in a, a day or two. Who's amazing with podcasting and talking and all that fun stuff. So I always go to Miss Sullivan. So how have
1: you been so far in 2023? oh man it is running fast 2023 started <laughs> off way faster than I expected it to that's for sure um
0: I have so many questions for what you, your goals for 2023 which you accomplished but before we jump into that again if people didn't listen the last three times just a quick background about you not about the business just yeah. about Ms. Sullivan about who you are how you became an entrepreneur
1: Cool. Um, so my name is Ebony Sullivan. I am the Chief Operating Officer of Cassie Electric. It's is our family-owned business. Um, prior to working for my mom, I was involved in the Chamber of Commerce. It was a director level there um, and really just love business. I teach classes um, about business and entrepreneurship because I'm so passionate about it and really just want to share information with aspiring um business owners or entrepreneurs. I'm a mom. I have four children. My oldest is 24. She has a birthday next week. She'll be 25 years old. I can't believe it. Um, and my baby, 14 in December. So I have 25, 21, 15, and 14. And um I'm married, and we are working together, my husband and I, in this business, so we see each other a lot, um, which brings its own natural challenges. (laughs) Always
0: praying for the Sullivans, yes.
1: Yes, Working (laughs) together is a lot, honey, to be married, but we work our way through it, Um, and really, you know, I have a sister, but my mom and I um, work together here as well, so like I said, we are family-owned. I've got the whole group in here with me. I think I've seen all
0: four of your children on the payroll, including the 14-year-old. Yep. And trust summer, and believe,
1: Ebony's working them. Every summer, they have to get to work. And anything I need around the office or we've got special projects, um, yeah, we jump in that. Um, but it's really bigger than just the working part of it, you know, just to drop a gem with the listeners. Like, it's about generational wealth, you know. And, and oftentimes, we don't realize that we train our kids to go work for somebody else and make their money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, we want mm-hmm. to train them to work for us to contribute back to the engine that's driving this car, and so yes, they they are all taught very early that they have to contribute back to this to this business.
0: I know that's right, and yeah. I definitely want to shout out our birthday girl, Miss yeah. Jalen Far, Ebony's oldest daughter, because Jalen does all my social media posts, and she's done an amazing job to the point that a couple of people have reached out to me to ask me who's doing that. They know I ain't. Doing it. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm hoping that Jalen has a prosperous and successful 2023. I know she will, and I also got
1: to shout out. Eli, does Eli got his license yet? He is getting in driver's ed next month. So he cannot get his driver's license until he completes that. And he has to be closer to his 16th birthday, which is in April. Um so we've just trust me, honey, he's been like <laughs> on <laughs> it. Like mom woman <laughs> in February, and then it puts me closer to my birthday, and I can get a provisional license. So he's on it. Ebony does not play around with these kids. They all be driving at like 10.
0: I'm like, Yeah, Let's they need help. Everybody needs <laughs> help. Everybody. So, so, Emily, let's talk about the business. So had, am I thinking right? Has it been three years now? Because it was right before the pandemic that you left the Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. as you stated, in Greenville, South Carolina, and you started as the chief operating officer for the business. So three years in, how does it feel?
1: Three the whole years. We have. I was actually riding into work this morning. You know, thinking about us having this conversation. And man, we have done a lot in three years. It feels like we've been working for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> we have done a lot in three years.
0: Um, Can you share what, what has happened? A couple of the highlights yes. in the last three years where Balance Virtually does their accounting. Yes, I have to plug yes. my business. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Um, we wouldn't be able to do it without having good accounting. So that's that's very key in growing a business is having a team of people who can help you with the accounting side, with the tax planning side, a good banker. You know, these people are my, my team. You know, I don't, they don't work for Cassie Electric, but you guys are my team that I really rely and depend on to strategize with. But we worked really hard the first year to figure out what we were doing. We set some goals, we hit them, and then the next year we set another goal and we surpassed the goal. Um so over the year, um three years, we've grown three times. So our business hit one point three million this uh-huh. year, and uh-huh. we started at two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars a uh-huh. year uh-huh. when and three years ago. So uh-huh. um that kind of growth brings a whole lot of other things outside of financial stretching. Um, but our team grew. We hired. We fired. We hired some more. <laughs> we fired some more. You know, Got lots of vehicles. We had to get new vans. All the things that we started the business with, we ran them in the ground and had to mm-hmm. go back and reinvest back in the business. But that's what it's all about, right? It's, right. Having that net profitability to be able to reinvest back into your business, not to put it in your pocket right away and, you know, take a cruise with your family, but Mm -hmm. to be able to go out and buy new vehicles and get more equipment and um, plan for future assets for the business that increases its net worth and make it um, great to have options in the future as to whether or not we want to sell or keep growing the business.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, A big thing that you said, Ebony, that I want to highlight is that you took the first year to just Mm -hmm. see what's working, what's not working. You didn't change a lot of stuff. There was some low-hanging fruit, you know, Mm -hmm. like for all those that have small businesses and you do have employees. Definitely the purchasing side of things, you can Mm -hmm. definitely find some areas where Mm -hmm. things are probably being abused. I remember you were shutting down the use of the credit cards and it shouldn't be limited of who has access to the checking account to Mm -hmm. the credit card, who has access to the vehicles, making people employees. I mean, Mm -hmm. when you're getting started, you might just be paying people cash and under the table, but if you can just share Ebony with people that they might be taking over their family business or they're taking over another business or they're just getting started, how did you even know where to begin? Like where do you even start? Because it can be a very daunting task and you can feel very overwhelmed. So now three years later, I would love for you to share what you did, but what would you have done differently?
1: Well, what I did was really, I I started a relationship with our business. So it it was much like dating. So my advice to anyone would be, it is a date at first. We're courting each other. We're trying to get to know one another. I'm trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work, what does the business like, what doesn't it like. And that's in all aspects of it, from people to finance to resources. You know, what, what works? What isn't working? And you can't come in changing things, being able to see right away what was working and what wasn't. You may change something that was the key piece of the business. So for the oh, first wow. year, we just did a lot of assessing and putting in processes and getting us out in the universe. Like my mother did a great job of having a referral-based business, which a lot of people have, and that's great. In order to grow, you've got to put yourself out here in the universe for people who don't know you. So how do you do that? Yeah we had to build a website. We had to get a social media presence. Um, Jylan came on team and we started to build a brand, which is important. Brand is real key because people it's just like Coca-Cola, McDonald's, you recognize it everywhere you go, right? You mm-hmm. want somebody to recognize your business everywhere you go. You want your friends, when top of mind come, when they have a problem, that you're the problem solver, right? Like, so mm. you want people to be thinking about you all the time. And in order to do that, you've got to put your presence out there. So we spent a whole year figuring out internally what was working, what we needed to develop processes around, like who has access to the credit card? How do we go to Home Depot and purchase things? Why are we using Home Depot? Are there other vendors out there that we could buy this from that we could shop and get a lower Mm -hmm. rate for? Mm -hmm. Sure, Home Depot is convenient, but man, I just paid 10% more for that screw. (laughs) You know, like, so you have to understand that those conveniences cost you money, and in the beginning stages, you can't afford convenience, right? Uh-huh. You have everything bootstrapped until you can figure out where you have the surplus of cash to do things differently. And you don't want to spend your surplus of cash giving it away to your vendors. Uh-huh. You want to give it back to your business, right? Uh-huh. So you You want to negotiate. You want to be in a relationship with your business to see how it works and what what it likes. And then I would say once you've got a rhythm going with your business that you then can start to make adjustments where you see there's potholes or fillers that need to happen or, oh, this works really good. We need to do more of this, right? Mm -hmm and build a team of people around you one little piece at a time that can help you take away some of the processes that you have now mastered. So, like, I've mastered answering the phone. Mm -hmm. I can teach that to somebody else, and they now can own that, and I can check in on that, right? I Mm -hmm. can now manage those processes, not be the process.
0: Yes.
1: that, that is a part of a growth strategy is where everything can't funnel through you. I don't know if you remember this, V, but remember when we worked for a certain accounting firm and part of the reason that that company started to become unsuccessful is because everything had to go through the owner. Yes. Everything had to go through the owner, and that causes such a huge bottleneck and time mm-hmm. suck. Right? Mm-hmm. You're paying these professional people who mm-hmm. are supposed to be the best in the industry to do what they do, but yet you got to micromanage every process. That's not a good strategy for growth. Right? Right? right. You've yeah. got to be able to hand things off when you have mastered it yourself, and then give it away. So that you can manage and advise when needed, but trust someone to do the job that you've hired them to do so that now that that thing is off your plate, you can focus on refining the next process, right? Um, There's a great book called Zen to Done, um, and it teaches you the importance of... Doing one task at a time, right? We think we're multitaskers and we're great at that. But in reality, we really aren't because are we completing things on time? Are we Mm -hmm. really getting things done and giving them 100% of our attention so that we can give it all the energy that it needs to be successful? Probably not if we're multitasking, right? right? So we have to learn how to prioritize the the task for the day write them down so you know what's going on it is a lot of things happening in the business on a day to day operation and you can't tackle everything so you need to be able to have people that you trust to help you and that is so critical in our success because I was able to relinquish the reins of things that weren't the main driving factors of the business once I mastered them right right
0: exactly I was just going to say and for those listening you know Ebony manages a business that has over a dozen employees but even solopreneurs like myself where you're an individual business and you might not have a team there's still going to come a point when you're scaling up that you're going to need a delegate I needed Mm to hire Jylan to help me with my social media no she's not necessarily an employee she's a contractor but that was necessary I needed to hire an accountant Rachel she's been on the show I have her as a contractor. I was able to continue to serve bookkeeping clients that I want to serve because I'm very selective on (laughs) customers. Ebony, we were just talking about this yesterday. It's rewarding when your business gets to the point where you can be selective.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, in the beginning, you, solopreneur, entrepreneur, you are snatching anything that falls in your lap, right? You (laughs) just pay money and you learn in that. Part of the lessons that of dating your business is uh-huh. that everybody ain't for you. You know, everything uh-huh. that coming, everything that comes to you is not meant to be with you, right? Uh-huh. And you have to go through those growing pains to know that all money ain't good money. Some of uh-huh. this money comes with consequences, right? Some uh-huh. of this is people start to think that you work for them, not that you your own entrepreneur. Uh-huh. A huge thing to always consider entrepreneurs is that you want to diversify your Uh
0: client you don't want
1: to have all your eggs in one basket as my grandmother says right Uh like because if that client decides he wants or she wants to do something different what are you going to do right you built your business around one person or one thing or one idea and that is that's not going to be sustainable
0: Absolutely. And of all the things that you said, too, Ebony, I think the biggest thing that I'm taking is you're talking about dating. You're talking about relationships. You're talking Mm -hmm. about, well, I see with you that you raise the tone of your family business by practicing what you preach, too. Because I've seen you really build up a lot of employees where they weren't necessarily deemed the best employee, maybe working somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But you have a good knack of finding what that person's best attributes are. And working with it. So a lot of times it's very easy for us to be like, well, I don't, this person's not doing this, this person's not doing that. Look, we're in a whole new day. It's hard to get good employees to show up to work. You (laughs) learn. Every every day. And I think you set the tone when you came in. You mentioned the branding. Everyone had to wear the Cassie Electric shirts. Everyone had to show up to the office. There's weekly meetings. There's accountability. There's performance reviews now. So listeners, just remember People that work with you and people that either are your contractors, they work with you or they work for you, you set the tone. If you're not responding to emails, but a day or two later, then I'm not going to respond to emails. You know, so <laughs> if you're really good about setting that expectation for your vendors, for your customers and for your staff and you treat everybody the same. I think that's mm-hmm. the key. I've worked with a lot of business owners where the employees are treated like trash but they're amazing to me, and I chose not to work with them any longer because mm-hmm. I just don't like working with people that, okay, you're going to put me on this pedestal because I have three letters behind my name. But then the people that are making you the money, you're them like that. Exactly. Yeah.
1: You know, and not just that they're my family, because we do have non-family members that work for us, but... It's more for me about, you know, I told you I'm a mom of four and all four of my children have different personalities. All of them I had to, and this is where for all the entrepreneurs listening, I didn't start in a position of, where I am now. You know, I was a single mother raising my four children and I had an associate's degree and I had to climb through corporate America, fighting, scratching, I mean even scrubbing toilets sometimes mm-hmm. to be yes. able to get to where we are now. And in doing that I, I learned a lot about humility. I learned a lot about gratitude and I learned about a lot about who I was as a person and how I wanted to be treated and therefore I projected that out with others and how I wanted them to treat me, right? So I treated them well so that in return, I would receive that same respect, right? And so again, I have worked for a company where I was sitting at the front desk being a, an administrative assistant overqualified stronger than they needed for this role and worked part-time for the same company cleaning their bathrooms and Uh janitorials so i had enough money to be able to take care of my family right And these were my coworkers. And they would see me and my children come in in the evenings after I worked with them all day in my business casual attire Mm -hmm. and come in and we were cleaning the toilets that we all used every day, right? And so that one taught me a lot about humility and how to be humble enough to see beyond what was right in front of me, right? And so, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, you have to be able to see beyond what's in front of you and understand where you're trying to grow your business, right? What do you want out of this relationship with your business? Do you want to just be a lifestyle business? That's okay. If you just want enough money to kick it with your family and take vacations, you don't want to grow. That's okay, Uh right? If you want to get the business to a position to where, you know what, I want to get this thing up enough to where I can just sell it to somebody else and make money, you can do that too. But whatever you decide to do, you need to think about that on the front end. This is the front-loading end of the business conversations you need to be having with yourself so that you can create the strategy for what you want moving forward. Because we all started as solopreneurs, right? Like We all started where you are if you don't have... Team, but the again, what do you want? We wanted to grow, yes. So we grew, and that now we've got fifteen employees and four bands on the road, and we made a million point three. But that was always the goal from the beginning, right? Yep. Like we didn't make this decision mid stride. So do a lot of front load work, and realize that your team doesn't always have to be hired employees. I said, Veronica, my banker, and our tax accountant, they don't work for Cassie Electric, but they are part of my team. You know, be creative in how you get to where you want to go. Think about outside of the box. Think about how you can still impact your community by doing what you do best and using the resources that are around you as you date your business and then move in and advance into a, a better relationship and maybe marriage and maybe even retirement. I love that. So the title of this show needs to be Date
0: Your Business. I like that. Well, Ebony, we're already to the end of the show. And as always, I know everyone listening has took a lot away from what you discussed and just being able to be resilient. And I think a lot of times people think failure is the end of the world, but you have to keep trying. I feel like failure is just trying. And you fall and you get back up and then you try something else. So thank you so much for sharing your jewels as always. And if you can please plug um, information on Cassie Electric for those that are listening in the greater Greenville area. But I know you guys have been all over South Carolina and even possibly up here in the mountains. So if you could please let the listeners know how they can get in contact with Cassie Electric.
1: Absolutely. Um, you can reach us uh, at 864-735-888. You can visit our website at www.cassieelectric.com, and you can check us out on all social media handles, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. We're all out there. Wonderful. Well, Ebony,
0: thank you so much. I'm sure you'll be back on um, in the springtime, (laughs) and we'll be talking about maybe how the first quarter went and some programs and things that you're working on. And soon we need to collaborate in a class because Ebony and I both teach. Um, financial tools and personal um, financial guidance to folks. I'm looking forward to our 2023 together. Yeah, me too. Thanks
1: again, sis. I love you. Love you too. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.